Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, hello everybody and welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super, super thrilled today to have a guy on the phone that uh, epitomizes a uh, a cowboy, a modern cowboy, any type of cowboy you want to want to think about. This guy is the real deal. And um, before we get to that, I, I, I want to mention, I, I got some comments on social media. I love social media. Uh, I think it's a great, great tool. But uh, like any tool, it can be used improperly. And I got some comments this morning um, on some of my uh, social media stuff. And somebody said, um, I guess you've never met a real cowboy. And uh, so if you're listening, but you're probably not, um, I, I, maybe you'll, uh, would, uh, qualify Shane Proctor as a real cowboy. Um, so anyway, I wanted to mention that, but I wanted to, I wanted to also, uh, just thank everybody who's been, uh, you know, listening to the, to the podcast. And uh, again, we've been getting downloaded all over the world. I mean, even Japan, Israel, uh, Germany, Austria, I mean, everywhere. So we're just very thankful for that and really appreciate uh, the support, um, as well. Um, also, hey, today's uh, podcast being brought to you by FSR Cattle Company. Uh, FSR Cattle Company is a premier producer of team roping and steer wrestling cattle. Uh, they also have a great rope horse uh, program as well. Uh, you can check them out at uh, fsrcattlecompany.com or on Instagram and Facebook. Um, great, great outfit. Uh, whether you need a few head to practice around your place or you need a couple truckloads, uh, great place to get your steers. So, hey, so let's just uh, get into it this morning here. Um, I've got Shane Proctor, um, professional bull rider, professional cowboy. I'm on the podcast this morning. And uh, just welcome to uh, Modern Cowboy, Shane. Well, thank you for having me. Hey, I'm, I'm just super, super excited you agreed to come on. And I know you're super busy because we've been, we've been trying to get this uh, connected for a little while here. Uh, you're on the road. Um, you're actually, I think you're in Pendleton right now, correct? Yeah, sitting in uh, Pendleton parking lot in my van right now, and uh, Slack's getting ready to start for the third day in a row. Uh, it's so cool. So cool. Well, hey, you know, um, I've followed your career for a long time. Uh, you, you've always been just one of my favorite, uh, you know, bull riders. And, um, you know, you've, you've had, uh, had a great career, and you still have a great career. Um, and uh, you, I believe you're at 33 now? Yeah, yeah. I just turned uh, 33 in uh, March. We'll be working on 34 here next year. So uh, next next season, I'll have lots of experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, 33 is is like extremely young. But in bull years and bull riding, you know, you're you're getting up there. Uh, you know, so you you've been uh, what in a bull rider professionally? Uh, what 12 years or 12 years in the in the PBR? Was it? Uh, yeah, I spent 13 years in the PBR. Uh, I got my permit when I was 19 and made my first PBR world finals, uh, right after I turned 21. So I spent most of the season being 20. And, uh, so it, it started pretty young in my career. And, uh, luckily it, I was successful at that point, uh, because otherwise I would have starved. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it worked out. 
Now, and now you started out, uh, you know, real young, um, you know, in, in rodeo, you, you give us, want to give us a little backstory on that? Yeah. Uh, my dad was a calf roper. Uh, he competed in the, in the Canadian professional Canadian association and uh, a lot of the amateur rodeos up in the Northwest. And he put on roping schools up here and, um, he would always, uh, you know, so we were ropers long before I ever even thought about rough stock. I, I, I would, uh, get on the calves after they got done tying one down and that's kind of how it started and they they thought it was funny to put me on everything they tied down and uh so i was always going dad was going to 70 80 rodeos a summer and we were always traveling with him um both my parents were teachers and uh so we i mean it, it was just a truck a camper and a three-horse trailer and three kids and then uh my older sister breakaway roped and i breakaway roped uh amateurly i got my first permit when i was 12 years old and did that for several years until um i basically aged out of the breakwater open and had to go straight into bull riding oh man so when did you when did you ride your first bull then i got on my first big bull when i was 14 um i started with calves steers the normal uh and then um it come. I got on a couple at a at a couple amateur or at a couple junior rodeos, and when it come to high school rodeo, my parents were like, "Well, what are you gonna enter?" And I was like, "Well, I'll enter the calf roping and team roping." Because my mom had always said I couldn't ride bulls till I was either eighteen or moved out of the house. <laughs> like that, that they were dead set against that because well, dad was a roper, uh, and uh, he. Uh, so I said, I said, well, calf rope, team rope, and they're like, well, what about the bull riding? And I said, well, since you guys brought it up, I might as well enter it. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Now, so then you ended up, you, you high school rodeoed as well? Yeah, yeah, high school rodeoed. I uh, started high school rodeoing my sophomore year because uh, I wasn't real big at my freshman year, and so I kind of just, we kind of waited. Plus, uh, we had been going to, so many rodeos amateur rodeos that i was just kind of burned out of rodeos at that time and so i my freshman year i was on varsity football uh ended up second in state in wrestling and uh ran track also and so i kind of focused on other sports and then uh waited till i grew up a little bit and then i started rodeoing again oh that's crazy i i didn't i didn't know that about you so you, you're you're basically an all-around athlete then yeah, I was a 12-sport varsity letterman uh, in high school. Uh, never finished less than third in state in wrestling. And, uh, well, my senior year, I I, uh, I caused my dad not to win a, a state team title in the track because uh, he was my coach and because um, I was ranked number two in the state in pole vault and number two in the high hurdles. And uh, our state high school rodeo was the same week in the state track. So he knew I had more of a – a chance of going on farther in rodeo than I did running track. So he allowed me to skip the state meet to go to the state high school rodeo. Which affected the outcome of the, uh, of the, of the, yeah, year. which affected, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, it, it caused them from probably winning a state title. Man, well, that's, that's, that's awesome. I, I, I did not know that about you. That's very cool. Um, so then you, you went to college, you rodeoed in college and wh where'd you go to college at? I went to Northwest Wyoming, which is a little school in uh, Powell, Wyoming, about 20 miles from Cody, and is a really good, cool, really cool school to go to. 
very agricultural. Uh, you're close to Cody, Wyoming, so there's a lot of really neat places. And then uh, I went to Montana State University for a, a brief period after that. Uh, that happened to be the same year that I made my first PBR World Final. So it uh, it it was it. I got through most the most of the season, but also at that same time I kept getting bumped up on tour. So uh, it, it my priorities kind of changed halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you were in high school and and college, you you competed in uh, multiple events in rodeo, correct? Yeah, I competed in all six events. Uh, I I my sophomore year in high school, I started doing calf roping, team roping, bull riding. And then my junior year, I picked up saddle bronc riding. And then my senior year, I picked up uh, bareback riding and uh, bareback riding and uh, bulldogging. And I continued to do all those through college. So uh, my sophomore year at the college finals, I made it in four events to the college national finals. So I was in the bareback riding, saddle bronc riding, bull riding, and calf roping. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, like I said, I've, you know, I've, I've watched your career and stuff and, I've, you know, watched bull ride and rodeo for forever. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I, it's hard to even think back, like when you weren't, you know, on the PBR tour, it just seems like you've been there for so long. Um, and you've made, well, how, how many times did you make the finals at the PBR? Was it like nine times, something like that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I made the, the PBR finals nine times and, yeah. uh, did it for you know roughly 13 years including years that i had surgeries and stuff so um i mean it was a lot of fun i i, I really enjoyed the pbrs it was great um but i missed the, the rodeo atmosphere from what i grew up doing and stuff right so the, but then you also you also competed in the prca at the same time uh several years and you're and you're still doing that now right yep yeah uh i made the pbr finals and the nfr four times in one year and uh, our four times uh, together made them both uh, each in one year. And then, uh, but for several years, I just did PBRs. And then I just got to missing going back in rodeo. And, and and I'd watch the NFR on TV in December. And I'd be like, you know, I, I really want to go do that. I really, I want to, I want to try to achieve that goal. And so I wrote it down. And the first year I ended up about 6,000 out but that was when I was hitting every little rodeo I could get to because I didn't have the qualifications yet to get to the big rodeos. And I really didn't get to get started until June. But, um, then the next year after that is the year I won the world. Yeah, that's so cool. The other thing too, that I, I, I wasn't aware of, uh, is that you were also, you know, I mean, I know you competed in all those events before, but that you're also a saddle bronc rider and you're, actually pursuing that now um are you are you are you doing that right now too i mean that's i i'd read that that you you were you know trying to get the all-around title yeah yeah i've actually got a bronc here in pendleton on friday um i've been going and getting my qualifications built up you know that's that's the thing about uh bronc and bull riding is is they are limited events and so not everybody gets in um where like with slack here in Pendleton, heck, I could go in or I entered, the, I've entered the cap open and, and got straight in. And so this is, uh, it does make it tough because you got to go get your qualifications built up to get some bigger rodeos in, in that event. Also, it doesn't matter what, what I'm sitting in the bull riding. Uh, I still have to go build those up. And so it, it has been a trying year, but, uh, I've, I've been having a lot of fun riding Bronx. I love, I love riding Bronx up. 
I mean, I always did. Uh, probably at the time I got on PBR tour, I was a better bronc rider than I was a bull rider. It just bull riding paid off faster. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, what are you, what are you looking at in the future? I mean, I know you got to finish out this year and everything. Are, are you, uh, are you looking to, you know, take a run at it next year again or, you know, how, how are you feeling? Oh, oh def- definitely. Uh, I mean, I've, I always want to be competitive and I think I can be competitive in the all around tough and Trevor, they're, they're amazing athletes. Uh, you know, they're amazing at what they do. And even junior, junior in there, you had him as a, as a past, uh, all around world champion, you know, they're very, very good at what they do. But uh, I, I would like to be competitive, and, I, you know, I think I can be competitive. Uh, it's just going to take the right year, and it, it's just going to take uh, going and, and getting into some big rodeos early on and going and taking advantage of that. I'm super excited to be riding Bronx here on the grass. You know, this is kind of my dream rodeo as far as Bronx riding goes. And uh, maybe we'll just go ahead and, and – you know, get a win here in the Bronx riding or something like that and just start off to get ready for the new year. Show them, show them that, uh, uh, you know, show them we're ready. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. You know, now I, I remember, I know you've had, you know, injuries, you know, over the years I, I, and I've known when you, you know, you've been injured and you're riding injured. There was a time I, I just, I'm kind of remembering where you were maybe off for a little while, but then did you get into like a, um, a, a super, uh, like athletic training program. I mean, am I remembering that correctly? I mean, I know, I know you're an athlete. I know you probably always train, but did you, did you do something to step up your game in terms of, you know, well, I, hired, I, 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 had, I did something that not a lot of rodeo people do is I hired a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And, um, in fact, I, uh, was talking to, uh, Fallon Taylor's nutritionist, nutritionist diesel. And, um, so we really changed the way I, I ate and outlook and, and uh as far as being on the road the nutrition and and the times and and uh and that made a huge difference um it really did i just i felt uh faster i felt smarter uh my brain just felt felt clear as far as everything goes and right. uh so I, I i did hire a nutritionist and then i was, i've always stayed really focused on uh my health and fitness um just because we're professional athletes and that's what we need to treat it like. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's not, not our normal, uh, it's not the old time bull riders anymore. It's not, you get hurt, drink a beer. It's you get hurt, go ice rehab, get back into it. You know, it's, it's definitely turned, uh, into a very professional sport. Uh, that's one of the things you really see with these young guys is, is they're they're up in the game every step of the way. You know, Derek Kabalba, Jeff Lockwood, they're probably one of the most business savvy young guys to to come through in a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And then, and, and what's that like? I mean, because you know, you're such a young guy, and and but you're a you know a mentor. You've been in it for a long time compared to those guys. Uh, what's it like? You know, being on tour with them guys or in rodeo with them. Um, I mean, you've got to be a big help to them as well. Uh, I try, you know, I try to offer some advice every now and then to if anybody wants any and ask. And then uh, it, it is fun watching those young guys come up. Uh, you know, especially like Derek, uh, who he did go to my bull riding school, and so when he first started coming around, um, you know, I try I try to give him advice or or help him out any way I could. Um, you know, we were watching the bull riding at Happy Canyon Arena, and uh, 
two two of the boys that had come through the bull riding school were in the top four. And uh, Haley was like, well, you know, you got to be pretty proud of that, you know. And, and I was kind of bummed because I, I had retired from PBR, and this was an event where I was, you know, above the center shoot. Mm-hmm. And now Derek's above the center shoot, and so I was proud of that. And so, you know, it, it, it's cool watching um, guys that I, I may have impacted, I guess, but watching them succeed. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. So now, how often are you putting on schools? Are you are you doing that uh, right now? Right, right now, I've uh, I've done one for nine years on the on the reservation I grew up on on the Colville Reservation, and uh, that's been basically my main school this year. Or for for the last nine years, uh, this year I think we're going to add another one in uh, at uh, Riverton College in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. and um, that's pretty much uh, the only ones I do. Um, I'm a very good teacher. Both, all my parents are teachers. I went to college to be a teacher, and so I understand the basics and fundamentals of it really well. And yeah. so um, I, we have had a lot of successes with my schools, and, and I do like teaching and helping out. And so it, that part has been a lot of fun. Is that – is that, yeah, yeah. No, is that something you're, you're planning on doing, you know, when you uh, – you know, uh, get out of the, uh, competitive rodeo game, um, is, is schools or. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it more. I mean, it's not like I'm going to try to go and make my living off it, but, uh, I, I do want to share some knowledge and I, I do believe I'm a good teacher. So it's, uh, it's not something I'm going to rely on, but I'd like to do, do some more schools throughout the year. Yeah. And, 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 and not that we want to even talk about you, you know, uh, not rodeoing anymore, but what, what, what are your plans? Uh, you know, when, when you do hang it up, what, what are you, what are you looking at doing? What are your, your goals and your interests? Well, I was only, um, I, I do, I do have a leather shop and I, and I do make leather goods and then, uh, you know, but I also thought about going back and finishing up my teaching degree. I'm only, I think about 18, 18 credits short of, mm-hmm. uh, getting that finished up. And so, uh, I mean, there, there's some options. I, I do like working with kids. I like teaching my whole family. That's all. That's what we've done growing up. And mm-hmm. uh, I just, uh, I'll probably go into that and uh, working in a leather shop. Yeah, that's cool. And how long have you been doing leather work? I started when I was, uh, you know, I started, I guess, nagging people when I was a freshman in college and, and learning and picking up little bits here and there and, and uh finishing and figuring out how they do it and, and why and tearing stuff apart and so i've kind of been messing around with it since i was a freshman in college but um my work has definitely gotten better throughout as the years go i'm always learning yeah have, have, have you uh, built a saddle yet or anything or is that is that a goal or is it just other smaller things you know i i, I I wouldn't mind building a bronc saddle, but uh, I don't really care to build a roping saddle or anything like that. I have built uh, the pads that Haley Gansel uh, Roman rides. I built them and put a tree in them, uh, put a, a, a horse racing exercise tree in her Roman pads. And so that, that was something pretty cool and new. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since she's my girlfriend and, and, uh, the pads and, and the head stalls and all that, that she does in her Roman riding act, uh, like here at Pendleton, um, so that does mean a lot to me that I, I built those for. Yeah. That's, uh, it, it, I, I get to build some cool stuff and, 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 uh, learn along the way. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. Very cool. So, Hey, outside of, you know, rodeo and, and, uh, you know, 
leather work and stuff. Do you, do you have Do you have any other interests? Uh, you, any other hobbies or anything? I would like going to Cowboy Downhill and snowboarding and skiing. Um, I, I mean, I, I every time I go back uh, to Washington State, I go work out with the wrestling team, the high school wrestling team. Um, once you're once you're a wrestler, you kind of are always a wrestler. Yeah. And uh, I mean, so that is a lot of fun. Pretty much all I've ever focused on was rodeo since I was in high school. Yeah. Um, I mean, every now and then you get to go go do something else, but you know, we love riding horses. I love love uh, training horses and and riding young horses. And um, you know, I we got a, we got a couple uh, yearlings and stuff. And I I do love horses though. I love riding barrel horses, calf horses. We we rope all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, oh. I, I know, I noticed that too. I, I'd seen, I'd seen some uh, posts on social media and uh, which was really cool that, uh, that you, you know, that you do start young horses and, and, and that whole deal where, you know, not, not every, not everybody does that. That's, you know, that rides bulls. A lot of guys maybe just ride bulls or just ride Bronx or whatever, but uh, you, you definitely are an all around, uh, all around hand. Like with barrel racing horses, I love riding barrel racing horses. Like, uh, you know, I, I think it's so neat uh, watching something that you work so hard on grow up and, and be competitive. And so it, it, it's really fun. And, and uh, just to keep, uh, you know, keeping a really good handle on, the, on those types of horses that are, are built to go really fast is fun for me. And, you know, keeping them, keeping them sound and, and on the basics and focused. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something that, you know, I've, I've talked about this with, with some other um, people we've had on the, on the podcast that are barrel racers and stuff, just watching the barrel racing nowadays too. I mean, just making it down that alley to get into the arena. I mean, I don't even, I don't think I could do it. I mean, it's that you, you talk about horsepower and, and skill and, and just being able to stay in the saddle. Yeah. I mean, that, well, it's, it's like the bull, bull riding industry and the bulls. They yeah. just started breeding up and up and up, and the power and, and the animal athletes of this sport of these sports are phenomenal. I mean, I'm I'm just a fan of Haley Kinzel's sister as I am of a, a boat as I was a bodacious. You know, I love watching Shane Hanchy's horse. I love I love. There's so many horses out there that you just respect them for being the animal athletes they are. You know, I I look for a horse with a big old butt and a big old stop and. And I just love that. But then you also look for those fast barrel horses that can also rate down and make that corner. You know, um, shoot, it, it, it's pretty pretty awesome the way Tracy Nolan, her horse, Dolly Joe, is is a super athlete. I mean, I watched her at Spokane the other day, and she went from the back 40 all the way. I mean, it was a 300, 300 foot, 400 foot to the first barrel, and she wrapped that sucker like no other and was hauling when she did it. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just respect horses like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it is totally amazing. Totally amazing, man. Well, you know, it's, you're, you're living, you're living a, a dream that, you know, uh, a lot of guys just, you know, dream about, you know, I mean, if for, for me and guys that are in rodeo, I mean, having you on the podcast is kind of like someone's in basketball and you got Michael Jordan on, uh, on the line. So it's, it's, it's just super exciting to, you know, uh, you know, have you on here and, and just, uh, you know, here are some things that, you know, I, I, that I wasn't aware of and didn't know about you. It's very, very cool. Now I know you travel when you're traveling, you, you drive and you fly a lot. Um, you got a, a, a pretty nice van. Um, is, is that, uh, is that supplied by a sponsor or? 
Well, I, I purchased the van uh, a couple years ago, uh, three years to be exact, as a uh, just a body of a van. And uh, Lucas Oil was they they have been a really good sponsor of mine, and uh, they sponsored it and wrapped it, and they have I mean been been great to me. And I built the inside out from the inside out. I put uh, Murphy fold bunk beds in, uh, a couch that pulls out, and a uh, tankless water heater to run the shower. But, um, I mean, it's a moving billboard for Lucas Oil, and uh, that, that's why they've been, you know, they've been, they've, they have understood exactly what it has ta- taken to, to get me this far going down the road. And uh, so we built a van that uh, would get me down even farther. It's, it's nice to be in comfort and also, uh, you know, being able to stand up and put your pants on when you're, when you're changing and stuff. Yeah. And, and I love this rig. I would. I'm actually sitting in it right now. I would, I would never have. I've traveled in cars, trucks, campers, and this is my favorite rig ever. That's awesome. And it's a is it is it a uh, uh, is it a Dodge Sprinter van? Is that what it is? Yep, it's a Dodge Sprinter van. It's a uh, it's a 2008 model, so it's back when they still use the. Is right after Dodge had purchased the uh, uh, Mercedes Benz uh, Sprinters, right? And so it still has the Mercedes Benz engine in it, which is amazing engines diesel yeah. and uh gets you gets you up and down the road and the the engine itself is is amazing with uh how many miles it will be able to take yeah that's awesome yeah you know and, and with uh with sponsors you know how is that working nowadays and i haven't really talked with anybody about this uh you know at, at length um do you, um do you have do you have an agent or or guys getting agents now or um... uh, a lot a lot of guys do have agents. Uh, I'm probably one of the few that doesn't anymore, especially on PBR. Uh, most most of those guys have uh, agents, uh, and uh, but for me, it was just easier. Um, I'm I'm educated. I, I understand a lot of it, and I have been able to uh, book all my own sponsors for the last pretty much my whole career um luckily i've been i've met the right people at the right time but Mm -hmm. uh most about 90 of them percent of them now are using agents right right and so now um and and how many sponsors do you have Uh, i have i think six right now i have lucas oil protect the harvest conley salary CSI saddle pads since jeans and, and since jeans and uh, when I go to Vegas MGM. Yeah, awesome. So, <clears throat> so you don't have you don't have a hat sponsor then, huh? Uh, I do have a hat sponsor, uh, Warbonnet Hatworks. Uh, oh, that's right. Are, build, yep, they build build me amazing hats, and uh, uh, I mean, I get I wear I wear not your everyday hat. Like my two hats, one hat's black cherry, one hat's uh, navy. Uh, I call it my denim dan hat, and uh, they, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I just remembered that because I—that's the other thing about you. You know, you've got you've got your own style too that that looks really cool. And I've seen you in that that one. I I, I I'm thinking it's kind of like a maroon color. Is that am I am I remembering yeah, that? One? Yeah. Yep, that that's my Chardonnay color hat. I wore that uh, at the Boca ceremony a couple years ago with uh, matching suspenders. Yeah, and uh, tie, and uh, yeah, that is it, it's an old school looking hat, and I love that hat. Yeah, it's very cool, man. I should I, I, I should have brought it to ride Bronx here in uh, in Pendleton. It would have fit right in. <laughs> yeah, 
absolutely. How about boots? You got a favorite brand of boots or anybody sponsor you with boots or? No, nobody sponsors me with boots right now. Um, I, I wear a little bit of everything. I love Lucchese. I love Justin. I love Nikonas. Um, it, it, whatever I find, I have a unique style when it comes to boots. My boots are usually a little bit fancier. Mm-hmm. Um, Diamond D Leather and Dean Randolph built me a beautiful set of boots uh, this year. He's the one that built my Louis Vuitton chaps. And uh, he took my family back numbers that uh, they give us at the NFR each year, and he used them for the boot tops and tooled the toes and the heels and, and buck stitched them. And uh, he's using them right now. Uh, he's going to enter them in a couple boot contests, but they are a beautiful set of uh, uh, really unique boots. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of him. I can't wait to see him. He's uh, going to compete with them for – a couple places first but uh that's diamond d leather and dean randolph and he, he's the maker of my fame louis vuitton chaps yeah that I, in, and i that just slipped my mind because i saw those on uh, on social media and they're absolutely so cool and then you just reminded me again about the louis vuitton chaps was another thing that uh was so cool yeah, they they were amazing. They were featured in GQ magazine after Madison Square Garden this year. <laughs> um, it, it it's such a cool. And the craftsmanship is so unique because he 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 put boot stitching on the fringe and and the tooling is superb. And then they got Bob Berg conches going down the sides and and uh, a buckle Bob Berg buckle set on them. And it, they're just a fantastic set of shafts. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So. Are, are we gonna are we gonna see you in uh, in in Hollywood or on Dancing with the Stars or anything like that? Or hey, I'm a dancing son of a gun, so if Dancing <laughs> with the Stars wants me, I I'm ready. That you know, I I, I took social dance class at the, at uh, Northwest Wyoming, but I did it because there was two guys in a class full of twenty girls, and so it was it was my favorite class ever. <laughs> Uh, there's something else we didn't know too that you actually had formal dance classes. That's that's so uh, awesome. Well, I took I took ballet and, and uh, tap until I think I was about eight years old. But that was so uh, well, as my parents described it to me, it was to help me learn about balance and stuff, and uh, it also gave me rhythm. But it that has really helped throughout my life is is the wrestling and and the, the extracurricular stuff that helped me um, hone my skills for the bull riding. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's crazy. Cool, man. So cool. Hey, so um, what about uh, cowboy movies? You got any favorite cowboy movies? Yeah, I really don't. I mean, Lonesome Dove, we used to do all our ironing in college and watch Lonesome Dove. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that would have to be my favorite. Do you, the, the Cowboys is ne- is never a bad one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How how about music? What what uh, what music's do you like? Uh it depends upon my mood. Uh, I love a lot of uh, Christian rock right now. Um, you know, the old school ACDCs are always fun. Metallica. Uh, I just always like that old school era. I like I like two thousands. Rap and hip hop with uh, back in the day when they actually told the story when they rapped. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, I liked all those Dr. Dre's, uh, Biggie Smalls, Tupac, uh, you know, Ice Cube. Th- those, I, I love driving to uh, 
driving down the road listening to the, those old ones because they just, I mean, they got a little more story to everything that's going on today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Madu, Ned Madu, those are two of my favorite country guys. Um, Cody Johnson, a big Cody Johnson fan. Um, hung out with him in uh, Lovington, New Mexico, a couple years ago, and and really love his. Um, there's I love I love all that red dirt country. Yeah. You know, there, there's never a Mark Crow band and stuff. So, you know, there, there's never you can never go wrong with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I have such a, var- a variety of music. It just, it all just depends upon the mood I'm in. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and that's that's it, it. So it's so awesome. You know, it's it's even myself growing up at times, you know, I think, well, you know, if you want to be a cowboy, then you can only listen to cowboy music and, and, uh, you know, or you got to just do this, this way. And, and, and in reality, you know, when you, when you grow up and get more mature and, and, uh, have a little bit more open mind, you realize that there's a whole big world out there and it's not all just, uh, one way. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's not, you know, and especially the new era of cowboys because it's not, uh, you know, for bull riders, a lot of them don't have a Western background anymore. A lot of them just seen it as a new extreme sport, and that's how they're getting into it. And so they don't have, you know, they don't listen to country music. And and uh, so we do meet a, a lot of uh, different character of peoples that are riding bulls now. And, and I love it. You know, I love watching this sport grow. Yeah, me me too. I mean, I it just it, it's so exciting. That's, you know, that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, I started the podcast too is just because, uh, it's, it's so great to see, uh, the sport grow, you know, in so many different ways, you know, and the PBR now is, is owned by the same, you know, parent company that owns, uh, the UFC, which is MMA, which is another sport that I, you know, I love and really enjoy. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's great to see. And it's great to see, you know, you guys, uh, you know, getting paid more money and, uh, recognized for, for what you're doing for your talents. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a great thing. Yeah. So I get to ask you a question now. Sure, go ahead. All right. So I was talking about this the other day. Who do you get think gets hurt more, UFC fighters or bullfighter only guys? Well, you know what? It, it's funny. You, it's funny you ask that because we're. I was talking to my son about this the other day. Um, we were watching some football. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of controversies with things going on. And then people will say, you know, a guy gets turf toe in football and it's, you know, it's not that hard a sport. And, and I'm thinking, you know, you get down to the football game, you, no matter what, you're getting beat up, you know, and, and you, you know, same with bull riding. Uh, but uh, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard to say, um, you know, it depends on the fight, I guess. But uh I don't know, man. You're going to get pretty hit pretty hard with them horns, but you're going to get pretty hit pretty hard with the fists and in, in, in leg kicks. So it's a toss up for me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it it is a toss up. Uh, that's what we we really couldn't. I couldn't decide what would be worse. I mean, because I'm a big fan of UFC. I'm a big fan of the Ultimate Bullfighters and the and Bullfighters only. Yeah. And I mean, even when you do it right, there's that one chance that you're going to make one small mistake and. You're, I mean, there's there's no rest. I mean, in bullfight, there's no, no timeout. It's just you're you're in for the long haul, and yeah. that's kind of the yeah. way it is in UFC too. So I'm I'm a fan of both. 
but I, I was kind of wondering that since you brought it up. Yeah, well, it's funny because I, I had Shorty Gorm on um, a, a while back, you know, when we were talking about that, and it, it's so great to see, you know, that, that uh, competitive bullfighting coming back because uh, it used to be, you know, more prevalent. I remember, I remember watching it back in the day. They had the Wrangler stuff, but it, it's just great to see it. And what they're doing now, it's like every other extreme, extreme sport, just like bull riding or skateboarding or motocross or whatever it is. They're just taking it to the next level, and it's just it, – it's crazy. And, and like you said – I've seen some of these videos of these guys just, you know, make this awesome jump and maybe just get clipped and then just get hooked. And it's like, you, you know, you're just, you're at there that bull's mercy until someone comes and rescues you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just, you, but you, it, you're on your back and usually you're fighting for it. Yeah. You know, and that, that's something else too, because I mean, you know that, and, and I mean, what's it like, uh, you know, when you, when you, you, you slide down that chute and you, you put your hand on that rope, and, and nod your head and and then things go wrong i mean what's what's that like what's that what's that feel like what are you thinking about well i mean one thing i'm thinking about is i i have faith in, in jesus christ and god and so i know he's going to protect protect me and no matter what what happens mm-hmm. and then we got we got the best bullfighters out there almost all the time and so we have big faith in them and so we it, you know that really has taken that fear factor down but there, there's always that, you know, there's always that chance that something is going to go wrong. And our, my job is just to, to keep moving, even if it's in the wrong direction, is to, is to move and keep moving. And the, the bullfighters, they, that gives them, you know, you, it's kind of like wrestling. You want to scramble to go. You want, you want to keep it moving. You want to get some sort of movement. And that just creates something. That just creates a movement. That just creates a process. It just creates momentum of some sort. To either get you out of the way or or you know if if you're underneath the bull and not hung up and he's just stepping around you you got to stay low and get out of there or if you're hung up and you got to get back to your feet and I mean you have to create something out of this this is not a bull this is not a situation where you just sit there and take it you have to find find a desire to get yourself out of there yeah and um that's 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 one of the things about about it is when a wreck happens there's nobody to come save you other than yourself. I mean, you have to create at least some sort of momentum to get yourself going. Right. Right. And then, and what about, uh, saddle bronx? You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know it's completely different than bulls, but you know, you got, uh, you know, those oxbow stirrups or, you know, the saddle bronx stirrups and, and you're deep in them and, and just, you know, uh, you know, getting hung up on those. Uh, yeah. Have you ever had any super bad wrecks, uh, saddle bronks? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've caught my stirrups and, and went pretty much forehead first into the ground and, and messed my neck up and stuff. And, and unfortunately this year has been a learning experience going back to bronc riding a whole lot. And, uh, so it's been happening more than I like to. So I've done it about three times this year where, <laughs> I, I I thought that one hurt pretty bad, oh, man. but uh, I mean, luckily, um, luckily for the most part, this year has been really good. I got smashed in the shoot at Ellensburg a little bit, and then because he reared up and smashed me and and took off and and then just lawn darted me. Uh, luckily, I had a rewrite, so I got to do it again. <laughs> um, but um, you know that. That's part of our sport. Is the the injuries are part of our sport. Right. There's that. That's. I mean, you you find out if you want to be a bull rider the first time you ever get stepped on. 
And right. that, that starts making you decide whether you really want to do this or not. And that's kind of like life, you know, you can either curl up and, and, uh, just get by with it or you can take it, you can go and live it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I did a, um, uh, a podcast. I had some guys on, they own a company called tribe skates and they're, they're both Navy SEALs and <clears throat> was talking to them and they had the opportunity to come to the PBR and, and go behind the shoots. And, and one guy was telling me, uh, and these guys are still active duty SEALs, but they said, you know, what they saw in, in bull riders was they saw that same look in their eye that they would get, uh, you know, before they were ready to, you know, uh, go on a mission and where they would just get, uh, you know, just that locked in, keyed in, glazed over look, just preparing for something that is, you know, can literally be life or death, you know, and, um, and it's, it's just, uh, uh, like you say, you know, you, you, if you're going to be in it, you, you got to be in it all the way and, and really want to do it. And you're going to know whether you want to do it or not. And, uh, I, I think it's just, I think it's amazing. I think it's so easy to watch it on TV, but I know it's got to just be a whole different story when you stand over that shoot and you step in there and uh, put your hand on that rope. Yeah, it, it is. It's, uh, I mean, it's a rush. It's a gladiator sport, and it can it can be really humbling real fast. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting because you hear a lot of guys say that you know it, it's you know you can just be a hero one day and, and just a zero the next. Well, that's you know that what I the way I explain it is we are professional gamblers. Right. That is, we are we are gambling on ourselves every time we nod our head that we're gambling that we're going to win. Now there's some guys that are better gamblers than others, but there's, you know, it's, it's always a gamble. Yeah. So now you're, you're up in, uh, you're at Pendleton right now, correct? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. I'm up in the bull riding today and the bronc riding tomorrow. Okay. And then, and how long are you going to be up there? Oh, I'm up here for a couple of days. So after the short round, I mean, I got to, I got to try to collect a couple of saddles first. Yeah. There you go. And then, uh, how, how many more, uh, events are you going to this year? Uh, the season ends at the end of this month. And so I'll probably end up going to all three or four, four or five. And then, um, then starts the new season and it's back at it. Literally, uh, as soon as this, uh, this month ends, it's the new season and time to go again. No, no kidding. So w- w- when does, when does the new season start again? You, you know? Uh, the, yeah, the new season ends at uh, on the thirty first, I believe, or the thirtieth, and the new season starts October first. Man, so and and so that's even before the new season starts, even before the finals. Yeah, yeah, they'll be shoot. They'll probably be forty forty rodeos, uh, smaller rodeos that they can hit. Um, you know, they got a couple of those American qualifiers with San Francisco and Billings going on that uh, you can go to even before the NFR goes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, we're we're, we're going to be rooting for you. I'd I'd lo- I'd just just love to see you get that all around title. I think that'd be so cool. Yeah, we're going to keep fighting for it. It's uh, there's there's a reason why there's only one, and there's a reason why Trevor and Tuff and them are so great. Is uh, you know, they're very good at what they do. But uh, it, it's gonna this is gonna be a heck of a year, and I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, you know, I see a lot of a lot of things uh, progressing, and uh, it sometime we're going to take it back for the for the roughies. Well, you know that's that's kind of what I what I was getting at there too. It's like it'd be 
be great to see that all wrong go to a guy that you know riding bulls and saddle bronx uh you know i just uh not to take anything away from anybody else i'm not i'm not doing that i'm just but i'm just saying you know it's like back in the day when you know ty murray used to you know ride three events all the time uh, that guy was just like a unicorn though uh <laughs> man i i have a i have a lot of respect for him uh Heck, just carrying that much gear around with you all the time is a heck of a accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. It's so cool. Well, Shane, hey, man, we're burning up almost an hour here, and I know you got stuff to do. And I, I just, I want to thank you again. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time, and and I think people are going to really, really enjoy listening to this because, you know, you 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 just told us a lot about yourself that that I never knew, and I, I haven't read it anywhere, so. Uh, we really appreciate that, and uh, we just look forward to, you know, watching your your career play out, and uh, hopefully see you see you down the road somewhere in in the future. Yes, sir. We'll we'll we are we're always traveling up and down the road, so I'm sure we'll run across you in in the near future. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, man, and hey, good luck up there, uh, and uh, we'll we'll stay in touch. Where are you, yes, sir. Take care. You bet. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler I drive that old back road until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same the minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play speed But I give her hell, he can never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pen Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pin
we'll see y'all again next weekend down at the Roman Pen. Down.